I'm Matt Dixon, and welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. The mission of Purple Patch is to empower and educate every human being to reach their athletic potential. Through the lens of athletic potential, you reach your human potential. The purpose of this podcast is to help time-starved people everywhere integrate sport into life. And welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. As ever, your host, Matt Dixon. And today, I'm going to take you minute by long minute through a race report of an event I did last week. The true epitome of all of our nightmares, a 10-page cathartic report that is really only important to one person, and that's me. But due to loyalty, you're going to have to sit, grit your teeth, and bear it. Well, not quite. I'm not going to do that. But I am going to tell you about my journey to the completion of a 50-mile running race. But in doing so, I promise not to bore, not to drag you through my various emotions that I endured throughout the day. Instead, my mission is to share a story that is full of lessons for all of us. And as we reset and get ready to charge into 2021 on a mission of performance, I think it might just be helpful. Yes, I think or perhaps hope that you're going to enjoy it. I believe it's full of lessons. And yes, today is very much my favorite subject because it's all about me. And so we can all be happy, can't we? But before we talk about me, let's do the squatty update. And it's a simple one, performance reset. You see, Purple Patch athletes have spent the last months being thrown around, beaten, bashed, bruised, but not broken by the deliverables of this 2020 year. We're now standing on a platform of growth and performance, and we've come together and are committed to not survive next year, but to thrive. And we want you to come with us. And so on November the 13th to the 15th, we are doing a three-day reset, a pause, a time to reflect and learn from the adversity that we've navigated, and a mission to chart the path towards great human performance for 2021. The name, Performance Reset. The website, performancereset2020.com. We are bringing some of the best in the performance spectrum to share their wisdom to help all of us chart the plan, habits, and mindset to thrive in 2021. We have Mark Allen, Ironman legend. We have Justin Forsett, NFL player and CEO of Hustle Clean. We have Sami Inkinen, yes, Sami the Bull, founder of Trulia, CEO of Verta Health. Mark Ganey, the CEO of Strava. Jeff Trolsch, mindset coach, the very best of nutrition and hydration. The best, the very best of posture, strength, self-care and recovery. Bob Babbitt, and the Challenged Athletes Foundation, the epitome of sports medicine, and a flood of specialists across the field of performance. Yes, we have pro athletes aplenty, and others that are going to inspire, educate, and help you thrive. The great thing is you can attend the whole thing live, or, you know, not like a three-day commitment on this, so you can pick and choose your sessions that fit the schedule, and then consume following the event at your best cadence, because we're going to record every session and leave them available for the participants following the event. Inspiration, education, and all of your questions answered, because this is a truly interactive event. It's going to be hosted at the Purple Patch Center in San Francisco, but accessible by you, yes, you in the corner, anywhere in the world. See, if you like this podcast and this show, This is 10x because this is a shared event and this is truly the first of its kind in the performance space. And so, yes, we'd love you to join, but also please invite your friends, invite your peers. It's really, really helpful if we come together and share this because we would dearly like to make this a landmark event. But I've got to be honest, we really need your help to make it special. And so, performancereset2020.com. We are in short-term early bird pricing, so you've got to act soon. And while you're doing it, keep your eye out for some absolutely crazy sweepstakes that we're offering across the weekend. It is all there. 
And so I asked you a question as we start to shed the cloak of 2020 and we look forward. Are you ready to reset? Because we are. And with that in mind, now let's do a really important word of the week. Barry, hit it. We like the way he thinks. Serious with a wink. Let's open the book. It's time to take a peek. It's the Dictionary Word of the Week. Yes, the word of the week. And it's a phrase. A few pairs of legs. A few pairs of legs. Goodness me, where has Dixon gone? Well, here's the thing, guys. Kelly and I and the whole Purple Patch community have a very deep relationship with what we believe to be a wonderful organization, the Challenged Athletes Foundation. And over the last decade, we've been involved and supported it in many ways. And on November the 13th to 15th, at the Performance Reset, we are looking to create a wave of momentum, all for a few pairs of legs. A few pairs of legs, you ask? Yeah, well, let me tell you a story. One of our speakers and guests in the Performance Reset event is a young lad named Mohammed Lana, or the Mo Man, as I like to call him. And Mo was born in Morocco, and he was born without a femur on one side of his body. Imagine yourself missing the whole upper part of your leg just on one side. And coming out of your hip, you just have a lower leg and a little foot. Okay, now you've got it. You can imagine that. Now, what I want you to do is imagine being born like that in Morocco. Now, I can't imagine that it's the ideal country to grow up in this situation. In Mo's local village, the solution to this challenge was for the local cobbler to add a platform to the bottom of his shortened leg. That way, he could keep his legs balanced and he could walk, albeit with a limp. And so, he learned to walk this way. And as he grew, the cobbler, a nice man that he sounds like he was, just added a little more to the platform. And slowly over time, in multicolour, the platform grew. It was literally a rainbow of a stilt. And the moment hobbled around life like this. Well, fast forward with Mo to 2015, after Mo had connected with the Challenged Athletes Foundation and following a move to the US, he was now chasing athletics with a passion. And when I got to meet him, he'd already completed crazy runs across the Sahara, the Hawaii Ironman, and much more. But his quest was the 2016 Paralympics. And I, the lucky man that I am, got to coach him. Now, I'm going to save the full story of our journey to the actual performance reset event, but I'll let you know that Mo decided that the one day, the one day in all of our coaching journey, he managed to nail everything that was asked of him. Only one day over the course of the two years. And that day, was the very day of the event in the Paralympics. You see, Mo and all of the other CAF athletes are the masters of overcoming adversity. They are the kings and queens of adaptability. Quite literally, they are adaptive athletes. Sport magnified Mo's life through CAF. And many, many children's lives are changed through the support of CAF. Sport brings power. And this is why we're putting a portion of all of our proceeds for every single participant's fee for Performance Reset 2020 to the Challenged Athletes Foundation. And on top of that, throughout the event, we want to raise enough money to be able to supply several professional prosthetics to enable kids to perform like Mo. But you know what each pair of legs costs? $15,000, 15 grand a leg. That is why we need you. You see, Kelly and I have a goal. Now we have a, a quest to help get a few pairs of legs 
on the kids that just most deserve it. You cannot think of a better way and a better example of a group that navigates adversity to achieve and to thrive. And we don't believe there is any more power and inspiration than that. And so we ask your help. And this is why the word of the week this week is a few pairs of legs, because it's our quest for Performance Reset 2020. And I really hope that you're going to join us. And so the word of the week this week, a few pairs of legs. You're going to come on the journey? Now, I'm starving. I ran freaking 50 miles, don't you know? And so with that in mind, I deserved a beer after that. But also, it is very much time for the meat and potatoes. All right, gang, the meat and potatoes. And let me tell you this. I have a friend named Andrew, and he is one of those guys. Yes, those guys. The ones that just do insane things such as run 50-mile running races. He was labeled by, well, by me as slightly insane, which is a little unfair because he is a high-performing executive at a major tech company. But after the lockdown in March, April came and we sat in that lockdown. And I get some news from my wife, Kelly, that Andrew, against all hope, had registered for another one of these things. And this time he'd chosen a terribly challenging one with 12 and a half thousand feet of elevation gain over a wooded, hilly, slimy 50 miles. Now, I wondered why Kelly would be so excited to tell me the news that Andrew had signed up for something that was probably not going to happen anyway in the sceptre of COVID. But all started to become clear when she informed me that she really felt like I should sign up too. We would, lockdown allowing, make a weekend of it. Well, for me, that's a heck of a weekend. So before we go forward on this story, I think it's good for us to pause. Let's reflect on me as an athlete a little bit. You see, if you read my professional bio, included in there is this line, former professional triathlete. Now, beyond the fact that I was a prime example of how to do a professional triathlon career poorly, hence the genesis of much of my coaching mindset and approach for the last 15 years. I think that in truth, it should probably have read mediocre professional triathlete, but true accuracy likely would have read something along these lines. Matt Dixon was a man born with water in his gills. He grew up a swimmer and with high work ethic, and a pretty big engine, he also manages to fake his way to being a pretty strong bike rider. But the sad fact still remains that he runs like a donkey dipped in cement. In fact, at 200 pounds, we don't know what this foolish man was thinking when he chased glory in a professional sport that entailed trying to run fast against whippet of men 50 pound lighter. You see, gang, it's within this framework that I found myself back in April facing six months of looming fear and a whole lot of training to do to get ready for this, one would call it Kelly-induced 50-mile running race. Was I really going to try and join the Legion and become a designated ultra runner? Well, to answer that question, I required real support. And so very quickly, looking around, it didn't take me long, I quickly recruited my mate Pete, and yes, loyal listeners, it is that Peter, who was equally unqualified to attempt such a feat, promising a lovely journey to him of training, a masterful plan that I would deliver, and that these things anyway, they required lots of walking. It was nowhere near the challenge that it seemed, and Peter is absolutely foolish enough to believe me, and suddenly, after one phone call, I had my ally. Well, 
the timing of this adventure becomes critical to the story. Because as we began our journey of training in late March, early April, we really had no idea that the event would actually go ahead. We honestly assumed that it kind of wouldn't. And so we were in the very early stages of lockdown, and that placed a variety of stress on our families, work life, and general way of doing this thing life. Really no different than you, I realize. You see, we were going through the blizzard at that time. We had Baxter schooling from home. We had to completely rebuild our training programs and approach for all the Purple Patch athletes. We needed, no, we wanted to support our Purple Patch team. And our imaginations needed to fire up to ignite a whole new set of ways of doing business. Beyond that, we had to restructure loans and cost centers because, yes, this Purple Patch Center that I record in now, with their April 1st opening date, just disappeared into ether. On top of it all, we also felt, Kelly, myself, and the whole team, that we had a responsibility. We brought value and a role in helping many types of people navigate their own performance journey through this thing, COVID. And so all the while, just like you, having no light in the fog and no ability to predict what was going to happen, we realized that societal stress was high, our own stress was high, and then I got signed up for a death march in the woods in October. Well, they say the first step is the toughest, and Pete and I took it. We did map a training plan. And when I looked on paper, it looked absolutely impossible. Even though we decided, of course, to try and build it in the purple patch way. We weren't chasing what others were doing. And instead, we really tried to build a plan that could integrate into our life and schedule. But it still seemed crazy. And as the epitome of time-starved athletes, both of us, having discussions around 50 or 60 mile running weeks, it just loomed heavy. But with the event not likely happening anyway, we thought, well, what the heck? And we got going on this thing. Now, I'm not going to, at least I don't tend to, bore you with the training journey. But I do want to highlight the absolutely critical and universal lessons that came out of that journey. You see, what I had to do over the last six months is I had to do something that I'm not always that good at, which was to eat my own dog food. And so all I'm going to talk about on the training journey is my very quick takeaways of success. That is number one, it was critically important and we were very good boys and did it very well to be patient. We really built up incrementally and we sort of felt like our fitness slapped us on the back of the head. Now, that might sound so basic, but in my athletic career, I had this high work ethic. And as an over-obsessed athlete, I always struggled with this. But I've got to say, we nailed it on this journey. It never felt too much. The second lesson was in this environment to really be flexible. You see, the plan looked good. But the plan is seldom implemented, as you might imagine. And consistently, life got in the way. So did Peter's back also, and other distractions. You see, performance isn't linear. But by retaining pragmatism and not panicking when things went off the rails, then it became successful. The third element of success was particular to these turbulent times. And that is that it was important to make plenty of the training that we did what we label soul-filling. I have a strong message for athletes to be present in their training. But ironically, in these times that we're at, we needed to really have plenty of the training to be an escape. And wow, I listened to plenty of podcasts and had tons of discussions with Peter about life, politics, family, the demise of West Ham United as a football club. It was all really important. And so while, yes, presence is important, when chaos is happening in life, sometimes 
You just need to fill your soul. And the final two components, number one, accountability. Accountability is everything. There is no way that the journey could be optimized if I was going alone. Some people love the escape of training and love the solitude of it, but we are not in normal times. And a mutual escape and accountability were absolutely potent on us following through and us enjoying the process. And finally, was to mix it up. There is no way that running alone would have been smart for this donkey. And in fact, it wouldn't be smart for anyone who isn't gifted with a massively high tissue resilience. And yes, that's almost none of you guys. Peter and I, we utilize cycling as our predominant. For me, our purple patch bike classes. And that helped to bolster resilience and execute any of the high intensity intervals that we felt were in, were really helpful. It was a big boost to both muscular resilience and cardiovascular fitness. And so patience, flexibility, soul filling, accountability, and a big casserole of training, these are the lessons. And these are the lessons that help lead us towards the event. But as we went on this journey and the event started to creep closer, there are a couple of things that became crystal clear. The first was that there really was going to be no way of getting out of this thing. And it did seem that a very small race held in the middle of the woods in October actually does have an opportunity to go ahead. But more importantly than that, and my despair, the second component was that the journey of training became much more vital for me as a human being. It became critical for my life performance. What truly started as a whim became a central rallying point to hold my focus, to develop my health, and to even escape from the stress and adversity that I, like you, were navigating. This very simple event acted as a lightning rod. It helped me with so many other positive habits, and it created a daily mental and physical flossing through the activity. And the physical and mental challenge was great in a really positive way, and that was interesting and so critical because most of the challenges that we faced this year were just thrust upon us, whether we wish them to or not. And so this became a positive challenge. Now, I tell you all this and I realize my luck. I had my health, I had support, and I had resources so I could integrate this into life. And many people have not had that, frontline workers who have had absolutely no capacity and others that of course have had their health directly impacted. But for me, I managed to retain, and I would argue even boost my effectiveness, my resilience and my capacity to navigate and thrive because of the structure and the lightning rod of this shit scary event. In fact, the journey to this race provided what I now see as four elements that I believe are central to anyone being successful in times of massive change, turbulence, or adversity. And these were number one, purpose. The event provided a direction for my fitness, something that I haven't had, in all honesty, for a while. And this was really, really important. It gave me purpose. The second is I actually felt like I had a valuable role to play. Because while I was doing it for all intent and purposes for myself, I provided value in both Pete and Andrew's path. I actually helped them. On top of it, of course, they help me. And when a person feels useful and valuable like I did, they tend to do better and they feel better. And it made me feel better. Now, sister to this was accountability. And accountability 
became an anchor point for the path through this. There really was no getting out of it. But when I didn't feel like things were going to happen, it went through and it was highly positive. And finally, community, belonging. This event and journey created the central part of six months in which it fostered connectivity and diminished any fear of athletic isolation. And you've heard me say so many times before, in these times when we cannot be together, we must come together like never before. Well, my journey, it wasn't grandiose or heroic, but it did enable something shared, something treasured. And really, in many ways, all of this is code for more than just me being really scared for the event. In a weird way, in a weird twisted way, it made it, oh, what's the word? Um, yeah, like, that's right, fun. It made it fun. You see, the irony of this journey is that with patient progression and building fitness, what began as something to train for that I truly wouldn't believe would have happened then became a looming threat, finally converted into the very compass that built excitement and escape from the other stresses of life. And it felt like it equipped me to thrive in normal life. It gave me the physical energy and resilience to retain effectiveness. It became something to look forward to. It was a big bite that I actually finally wanted to actually take. Now, it's 2020, what could we expect? And so in checking the weather, Oregon, you little beauty, you delivered all of your unpredictable gloriousness. Three days out, 75 degrees. Two days out, sun and 70 degrees. The day prior, oh, temperature's up. Thank you very much. 75 degrees. Little chilly in the morning, but very nice and sunny. Looking forward to it. What could we expect on race day? Yes, 43 degrees, pouring sideways rain with wind at 30 miles an hour. It was biblical, and the tough course just got tougher. And you know what, folks? That was okay, because we already wondered whether we could make it around this beast in the first place. What difference does a little hypothermia-inducing conditions make to little old us? The outcome? Well, you know, we did it. We finished, and it was long, and we used pretty much all the daylight that was consumed across it. Legs running, hiking, crossing rivers, slipping down grades, over 11 hours, with every single step beyond five hours being more steps than we'd ever taken before in our lives. And yes, it was tough. It was really, really tough. But I wasn't alone. And the event wasn't the most important thing. The actual race day. The key was that I was actually part of a collective. A collective that all of us Hope strongly for each other that we would all have great days. And success had already been achieved in the journey because it wasn't actually about the outcome. It was about the journey and it was about amplifying life. And so this day was just one really, really tough day that brought loads of challenge that we were going to individually and collectively take on. Now, prior to the race, when you close your eyes and you try and think about these things that you can't really wrap your head around, and in truth, I still can't wrap my head around it, but I imagined and assumed that I was probably going to be okay managing the first half of the race, and I was going to be able to stay calm, and I was going to use all of my collective wisdom and big engine and all of that, but I was pretty sure at some stage I was going to creep into some pretty terrible fatigue. And I assumed, in fact, no, I couldn't imagine anything else other than the last 15 miles of this thing being anchored in, in, in just how they call it, embracing the suck. There was no other thing I could see other than it just being torturous and hard. And I knew that I just had to keep trucking and surviving. Now, it wasn't easy. It was really hard, but it was different. 
it was different than I could possibly imagine because I was alone in the woods, eight hours in, still a few hours to go, climbing another impossible grade. And this is exactly the point where I assumed prior that I would just simply be surviving. But it was right here that I had a weird epiphany that at that moment, I probably wouldn't have wanted to be anywhere else. And I was weirdly on a mission challenging myself with the tailwind of friends, support, and that accountability to push me forward. Well, we all had good days. See, all those little mountain goat ultra trail runners <laughs> struggling in the freezing temperatures, Irish Pete and English me built like Gulliver, we were quite warm. See, what we did is we survived and succeeded in the battle of attrition. We weren't fast, we just didn't stop. But the most important thing is what began as an individual journey was completed as a unified occasion of celebration. And the most important part is that all of us, just me, all of us, had good days. We succeeded alone, but also together. And I think that's central. So why do I tell you this tale of grimace into success and meaning? Well, in many ways, I think that, that this is the spirit of what leaning into the power of sport is all about. Embracing the journey and the challenge and sharing that challenge with others. Deriving positive habits and mindset to help purpose and enable excellence across life. In fact, I come back again, but it is at the heart of the timing of what is important for Performance Reset 2020. It is why now we've got NFL players joining the weekend, CEOs, executives, all eager to join and to share their ideas, their visions, and their thoughts on performance and the role of sport. Because make no mistake, sport is powerful. So right now, you might be feeling a little rudderless. You might be tired of this carnival and the uncertainty, but you're listening to this show. And so therefore, by definition, you have a performance-driven mindset. You may or may not identify as an athlete, but you can learn from and thrive by applying the elements of what we call the athletic mindset. And so as we finish 2020 and we gear up emotionally for bigger and better in 2021, I think that we've got a chance, a chance to reset, to lay the groundwork of mindset, habits and action that will equip ourselves to thrive next year, no matter what is thrown our way. But it's not going to happen by accident. And we, the collective we, as all of us at Purple Patch and everyone involved in Performance Reset 2020 want to help individually and collectively. And so to finish this little show and my race report, this is a call to action. It's a call to action for you to find purpose, to set goals and find value in these goals, to lean into each other and the power of community and to make sure that you glean the benefits from accountability. What are the steps you need to take? Well, do you need inspiration? Do you need practical advice around habits? Do you need a little kick up the butt and get out of the mental funk? Do you need a filter collective of absolutely world-beating performance experts with practical and actionable help? If so, join us at Performance Reset. And I ask you, give the gift to your peers, family, and friends. You don't need to sign up for one of these lunatic ultra running races. You don't need to do or be an Ironman. You don't have to turn your back on what you have to and love to do, but you cannot be passive. You can't bury your head in the sand. You see folks, action is required if we're gonna thrive. And it's why we want you and your friends there. And in doing so, we want to charge into a whole bunch of great robot legs. As Baxter says, those are cool. Transformer kids. Well, yeah, Baxter, you're right. Lives transformed, all through challenged athletes. Don't you want to help? And in doing so, don't you want to perhaps transform yours? See you next week, folks. Thanks for listening. Take care. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Purple Patch Podcast. 
If you like what you hear, we'd really appreciate it if you share with your friends and even go the extra mile and head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate and review the show. The Apple Podcast link is in the show notes. Your support and positive reviews go a huge way in increasing our visibility and also the exposure to time-starved people everywhere who want to integrate sport into life and ultimately thrive. Don't forget, you can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Cheers!